Good Morning Liberty. Could hold out way longer than yeah. you can. You could have sat here for the entire probably, hour, probably, and not said anything. Yeah. I can't. I was trying do to it. make the live group think <laughs> that it froze for a second. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? This is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning, and that was the opening to the show. You're welcome. And uh, we always have to decide, normally just by eye contact, which one of us is going to do the open. And this time we couldn't decide, and we decided to play a game of chicken. I lost because I spoke first. Charlie won. And like I said, he could have sat here the entire time and not said a word. But uh, that's as much awkward silence as I could possibly Those handle. types of things don't give me much anxiety, you know? I can barely breathe right now. Because I look at the funnier side of it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just think about how funny it's going to be. Well, good job. Oh. Okay, I, it's Friday. I love winning. We get to... We get to take a break this weekend, right? You're not going to do any work at all? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Nothing to do other than go say hi to your mom for me, okay, and tell her happy Mother's Day. That's what I'm going to go do. Happy birthing person's day. Happy birthing person's day coming mm -hmm. up on Sunday. So we're going to go do that. We've got Dumb Bleep of the Week where we finally get to make fun of all the crazy stuff going on right now. And this is a jam-packed episode that's why we're not wasting any time mm -mm. in this episode that's at right. all we got so many things to go through so we'll go through the very first item now i want to let all of the algos and the youtubes and everyone know that i'm just going to talk about a story that there is that's out there what's going on on twitter right now now the the johnson and johnson vaccine is now going to be restricted again officially restricted now you can still get it as long as you're not able to get a different one and you are over the age of 18. Mm. All right. So if you are able, clinically able to get another vaccine, you got to get that one. You can't choose to get the J&J &J, and you got to be over 18 mm. for the J&J. &J. So that's some, that's some news, it seems like, that's this, going on right now. And this wasn't published by us. No. Someone else put this out there. Yeah, this is from CBS News. Everyone's covering it and making sure no one's talking about those Pfizer documents. And so we got this. <laughs> the, the Pfizer no, no, connection, like 14%. So what? Isn't it at like 14%? I don't, I don't know. I haven't read the documents yet. I've seen some stuff mm. and then I've seen some pretty, uh, some pretty accurate takedowns of some of the stuff that people have said. So I, I'm going to have to read the documents for myself or get that information from someone that I trust, which is almost no one. So anyway, which is myself. Yeah, basically me. So I'm going to have to read the 40,000 pages <laughs> that there are. Okay. So from CBS news, FDA restricts J and J COVID-19 vaccine due to blood clot risk. Hmm. U.S. regulators on Thursday strictly limited who can receive J and J's COVID-19 vaccine due to the ongoing risk of rare, but serious blood clots. And that's how I like my blood clots to be. Rare but serious. This, this so this is this is just conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's all it is. Mm. Mm -hmm, for sure, the uh, FDA said the shot should only be given to adults who cannot receive a different vaccine or specifically request. Oh, so they do have to. They can specifically request 
U.S. authorities for months have recommended that Americans starting their COVID-19 vaccinations use Pfizer or Moderna. FDA officials said in a statement that they decided to restrict J&J's vaccine after taking another look at the data on the risk of life-threatening blood clots within two weeks of vaccination. J&J's vaccine was initially considered an important tool in fighting the pandemic because it's only one shot. But the single-dose option proved less effective than two doses of Pfizer and Moderna. It would be so funny if they said it would be less effective than 12 doses of (laughs) Pfizer or Moderna, as long as you get your booster once a month. So it's still not, you know, there haven't been a lot of deaths that they're officially reporting from this. They've identified 60 cases, nine that were fatal as of mid-March. All right. So we we talked about this about a year ago, actually, when when they initially pulled the vaccine for, for a few days, however long it was. We talked about this. And speaking of that, you know, it's crazy. This is dumb bleep number one, by the way. This is dumb bleep number one. D- today's dumb bleeps are categorized and organized by situations. In this case, it's going to be the vaccine situation is going to be dumb bleep number one. So there's going to be a multiple things in here. It's kind of weird because I heard some people say that, you know, it's going to take time before we decide how safe and effective all of these things are. And I'm not saying they're not safe and effective. I'm not saying that. The FDA is saying that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a, that's what they're saying right there. So it, with that all well, in it, mind. You know, according to former President Obama, we also ran the largest clinical experiment mm-hmm. known to humankind. Luckily, we were able to get this data mm-hmm. by, by running that. Those are Obama's words. Okay, Not that, mine. Wasn't, that wasn't Mm-mm. you saying that. That's what I, he said. I would never say something like that. No, that's that's crazy talk. <laughs> that's the kind of thing that can make people vaccine hesitant, and we mm. don't want to do that. Mm-mm. We're just going to bring you the news. Now, Charles, this article from the Washington Post right here, this is from right after they decided that people could start taking J&J again, and they were very concerned about people being fearful of taking the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Very concerned from last year. The public's concern over the Johnson & Johnson coronavirus vaccine are widespread post-ABC poll finds. Fewer than one in four Americans not yet immunized against the coronavirus say they would be willing to get the J&J vaccine, according to a poll that finds broad mistrust of the shot's safety after federal health officials paused its use. The other two coronavirus vaccines authorized for emergency use in the U.S., Moderna and Pfizer, elicit significantly greater public confidence. Their, their public confidence efficacy rate is so very much high. higher. Yeah. More than seven in 10 people say they regard each of those to be very or somewhat safe. The unwillingness of about three in four unvaccinated U.S. adults to get the J&J shot points to hurdles facing the Biden administration public health officials. No, that's that's. You know, just one of the things that they're having that they were having to deal with that they should not Mm -hmm. have been having to deal with. Okay, based on an assessment by a federal advisory committee that the vaccine's benefits far exceed its risks, the CDC and the FDA on Friday permitted the Johnson and Johnson vaccine to be administered again. It will be accompanied by a new warning on its label about the remote possibility of the dangerous blood clots. Some leading vaccine authorities said the slender public faith in the J and J shot cast doubt on whether the government's decision to halt the vaccine was in the best interest of the nation's health. Hmm. Quote, if I hear the phrase abundance of caution one more time, I'm going to jump out of my window, said Paul Offit, 
a vaccine expert at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Quote, in the name of transparency, in the name of openness, we scare people. And we don't want to do that. No. We don't want to give people all the information. You don't want to do that. Especially because then you could allow misinformation and disinformation to sneak in to all the information. And then people will be frightened to take something that your government said was safe and then something bad happens. Speaking of, this is the kind of dangerous information that this kind of thing can push. Now, a very popular Twitter account called Breaking 911 posted the breaking news about the FDA restricting J&J's COVID-19 vaccine due to blood clot risk. And Twitter immediately labeled it as misleading. Learn why health officials consider COVID-19 vaccines safe for most people. This tweet can't be replied to, shared, or liked. <laughs> they posted the actual the press release of the FDA limiting J&J's shot. And it got labeled as misleading. Just so you know, mm. we're still in, we are, we are all inside of dumb bleep number one right now. This whole vaccine situation that's going on. And by the way, Breaking 911 posted this. So this is from their page. At the same time, the AP posted that the FDA restricts J&J's COVID-19 vaccine due to blood clot risk. And that one was not labeled as misleading. Well, this and, is the Associated Press. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This yeah. is the horse's mouth. <laughs> How are you doing that today? You just did that twice. Are you meaning to do those those segues? No. I have, okay. I have no idea. Speaking of the horse's mouth. There we go. Here you go. You're welcome. <laughs> no idea. Now, this actually has a little bit more to do with the... I'm uh, here for the show for the first uh, time, too. <laughs> I, you just did that two times in a row. You talked about misinformation on vaccines, which led directly into that. And then you just said from the horse's mouth, which led directly that's, into this tweet. That is impressive. Yeah, that's good. Now, this has a little bit more to do with abortions, but I thought it was more appropriate inside of the vaccine conversation. Okay. So, uh, misoprotozole is relatively easy to acquire from the veterinary sources, since in addition to medically inducing abortions, it's also used to treat ulcers in horses. This came out, by the way, this, this came is from out motherboard. This is from Vice. Right after the Supreme Court of Roe v. Wade was leaked, mm -hmm. and so this came out from Vice, essentially motherboard. Now, is there any misinformation tag on this? No. Is there no? I mean, so we we can take horse medication. In it seems as as though, long as it's for abortion. Yes, not long, to fight a deadly disease. As long as uh, because there there could be no dangerous side effects from taking something that would elicit a response inside your body that like literally you know kills a baby or or no. forces any kind of miscarriage or anything like that. Like it's way more dangerous to take schmivirschmectin because we know it's very dangerous medication to take an anti-parasitic yeah. and it's a horse pill yeah mm -hmm. i guess this would be anti-parasitic too so gosh. <laughs> all right if you think the fetus is a is a parasite all right yeah that's yeah. all i'm saying uh, by the way you can continue here on motherboard's follow-up because right after they posted this they noticed the responses to to their tweet okay so they followed, they replied to themselves. Here, yeah. And they said, you may be reminded of ivermectin, which is used to control parasites in horses. It became a favored but ineffective COVID treatment among conspiracy theorists. The main difference here is that misoprotozole does something other than giving you the shits. There you go. 
It's okay. It actually does something. It's okay because they say that this will actually do what it is. So the the whole taking horse medication thing, it's not around like any of the risks or anything like that. It's just about what the desired outcome is going to be of taking the medication. In this case, it's worth it because you get to kill a baby. By the way, almost all, almost all veterinary medicines are also human medicines and vice versa. Mm. Okay. Now, a lot of times what happens is they will like medication that's been discontinued for human use will still be used in the pet world um, because we don't care about them as much, I guess. Um, and I know that because some of the medicines that we've been given to give our dogs was like, I've looked them up just so I know what they are. Yeah. And it says that, you know, this stopped being used for humans in 1978 because of these side effects, but still okay to use for dogs. There are, but, uh, with, with veterinary medication, uh, there are variations, wider variations on the ingredients and the quality of the ingredients that are allowed in the veterinary medication because it's not as heavily regulated as all of our other medications. And since your customer can't exactly tell you like, oh, this, this isn't working or like, oh, this hurts. I got side effects from the medication. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit easier to get away with lower quality standards on your medications just so everyone just a disclaimer mm -hmm. on that okay okay so that is all that's all dumb bleep number one we just got done with dumb bleep number one okay so now, that, i said i would say that encompasses a little bit of vaccine and the this disease this pandemic that was happening mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and all of the stuff that we talked about for i don't know two years two whole years essentially i feel like we just wrapped up into one about how right we were. <laughs> well, and the thing is, the you, whole time, we're not going to know everything about these vaccines until more time goes on. And when you can't question things immediately, or you can't say, hey, there could be some risks involved with this. You shouldn't just get banned for saying that immediately or get labeled as yeah. a, a misinformationist or anything like that. It's like building a brand new rocket and then just putting people on it. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, no, we've never tested this rocket before, but it's fine. Yeah, it'll be good. Like, we've been working on this thing since 1990, you know, so. Don't worry about it. To just hop on. Are you talking about NASA's SLS thing that they're working on? No. They've been I'm working just, on since 1990? I'm thinking of an analogy okay. of, like, something that we could build without testing and be like, yeah, just trust it. Just okay. trust. Just hop on. Take a ride. Just get on. Hop in. Water and, warm. And then people out there will be like, Maybe this thing will blow up midair or it may not get off the pad. And then you, that's labeled as misinformation. Which maybe Elon Musk will label that as misinformation because you're talking that's, about rockets. I don't know. That's right. He possibly will. Yeah, since now he owns Twitter. Speaking of Elon Musk, segways are killing it today mm -hmm. right there. Speaking of Elon Musk. Okay, so just a little bit on what's going on. A recent thing, Media Matters and a bunch of other people sent this letter out to all the corporations telling them that they have to pull all of their advertising from Twitter when Musk takes over if he does the evil, evil free speech things that he's talking about doing. Um, Media Matters, very, very concerned with uh, democracy for sure. So I was just going to read you a little bit of the letter <clears throat> really quickly. Oh, and, can... and accountable tech. You know, oh, yeah. They're holding people accountable. And ultraviolet, mm -hmm. whoever the heck that is. But very, very, they're just concerned with democracy. So the letter goes, to whom it may concern, dear, dear corporation, Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter will further toxify our information ecosystem and be a direct threat to public safety, 
especially among those already most vulnerable and marginalized. Twitter has outsized influence in shaping both public discourse and industry-wide platform governance standards. While the company is hardly a poster child for healthy social media, it has taken welcome steps in recent years to mitigate systemic risks. I got some of these buzzwords in here. Ratcheting up pressure on the likes of Facebook and YouTube to follow suit. Musk intends to steamroll those safeguards and provide a megaphone to extremists who traffic and disinformation, hate, and harassment. Under the guise of free speech, his vision will silence and endanger marginalized communities and tear at the fraying fabric of democracy. Mm. Mm. That's all I could imagine would happen. As top advertisers on Twitter, your brand risks association with a platform amplifying hate, extremism, health misinformation, and conspiracy thirst. Under must management, Twitter risks becoming a cesspool of misinformation with your brand attached, polluting our information ecosystem in a time where trust in institutions and news media is already at an all-time low. And we can't figure out why. No. And when that trust is really low, what you got to do is you have to just ban people from talking about things that would cause people to distrust any of those institutions. I know of no way of building trust than gaslighting people. That's one of the best ways to do it. not questioning yeah. me. You know, uh, you want to make sure that you main, they're very interested in the institutions, you know, unless it's the Supreme Court. I don't think they're too worried about that one mm. on that right now with all the craziness that we've been seeing. By the way, who, who's, uh, who's working on this whole thing? Elon Musk called them out on it. All right, 26 NGOs and advocacy groups signed a letter expressing concern about the world's richest man's plan. Man's plan. He's man's planning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Musk himself responded to the letter asking who funded them. The answer being an assortment of dark money groups like George Soros, uh, NGOs founded by the former Clinton and Obama administration staffers, wealthy Democrat donors and their family foundations, labor unions, and the government's of European nations are the ones that are very, very concerned about free speech being allowed on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you think about all those people, like they just have the best interests of the of the people at heart. Of course, that's what they actually uh, that's what they actually care about. I know you guys all know that. So, well, and so th- see, this is what they're so good at, which is <clears throat> this is under the guise of free speech, what they've been doing by tyrannically controlling speech on yes the amanda they want those corporations to pull any advertising dollars that they would spend on twitter sorry i didn't um didn't actually read the beginning headline beforehand yeah so no advertising on twitter once once musk takes over and anyone who does run advertisements on twitter they're against democracy they're nazis mm-hmm. yeah essentially yeah mm-hmm. same thing as nazis exact same now, what I like they say here, under the guise of free speech, his vision will silence and endanger marginalized communities and tear at the f- uh, fraying fabric of democracy. That's actually what they do mm-hmm. currently. It's what the, the, the hard left does on all social media platforms under the guise of democracy, truth, <laughs> democracy, and protection for the people. They have to make sure no disinformation or misinformation or anything contrary to their opinion and fact is out there and they do it under the guise of protecting democracy and it's just not true completely unprecedented times we've never seen this before this Mm -hmm. is totally unprecedented yeah uh so charlie your next one here 
I didn't organize these in a way that I thought one person should or shouldn't do it, by okay. the way. But this comes up to, to you. Now we're on date. That was Dumb Bleak number two. Musk, Twitter, free speech. There's our Musk, Twitter, free speech conversation. Mm-hmm. All right, number three, Dave Chappelle. This is uh, from Calling All Astronauts. Remember he got attacked on stage this week? CAA official. I don't know what this is. It's like, a band. I listen to them. It's, um, oh, you know, everyone's got their own taste. Gotcha. Some of them are wrong. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> okay, they said, if Dave Chappelle didn't make offensive jokes about minorities, he wouldn't get attacked on stage. If his security, if his security have injured his attacker, they will face a lawsuit. Isn't Dave Chappelle a minority? <laughs> well, <laughs> well that's it, not what I that, what I took from it. Yeah, but yeah, that that does also seem to be true. Wouldn't he be a minority in America? Mm-hmm. I feel like Dave Chappelle would qualify as as a minority, technically speaking. Yeah, but he's and part also, of the power hierarchy. There's so. a clear word in here: um, jokes. Mm, yeah, yeah, like jokes, and. What's awesome is uh, it, it's his fault that he got attacked, by the way, because he made these jokes. Because he was wearing that skirt. If you wouldn't have said this, it was the way he dressed on he stage. Was that was wearing the, the short yeah. skirt. Is this and victim blaming? <laughs> That's exactly maybe? what it is. Okay, maybe a bit of victim blaming. So, yeah, you know, if he wouldn't have just said those jokes that he wanted to say, then he wouldn't have been attacked. And you know what? His security that almost literally disarmed the guy that was trying to attack him. Um, they're going to be, they're going to be sued for this because they did what their job is. You know, they shouldn't have done that. Mm-mm. That guy, that guy was just exercising his free speech, you know? And he was taking it down a person who clearly has assaulted people. Yeah. And committed with such egregious offenses with his speech mm-hmm. that we can't stand for that. You know? Okay. It's Chappelle's fault. Yeah. It's just like Rand Paul when he got attacked by his neighbor. That was all his fault. If he wouldn't have had the views that he had, then that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know, it's those Republicans on the baseball field for wanting f- to do the things that they want to do. This is how far it can get mm-hmm. that when you, when you treat people or if you label people as a certain, as a certain thing, let's say, and you espouse hatred on the things that they do, then it becomes okay to kill that cancer. I mean, you got to get rid of the cancer when you label something as cancer, the ends justify the means. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I just wish he wasn't wearing that skirt. You know, if he just would have, if he, if he wouldn't have been showing his nipples. Yeah. That's what the problem was for sure. He asked for it. Number three, honestly, number three goes to the Dave Chappelle situation that we got we're just now getting into the into the midway point probably of all of this stuff. So I saw this this morning and I felt like it had to be mentioned. Wait, this is still Dave Chappelle? No, no, the, okay. that was Dumbleed number three, Dave Chappelle. Number four goes to our perfect economy that we have right now. Elizabeth Warren, she woke up and she's like, you know what? I need to spread disinformation because that's my job title. <laughs> and she said, happy Friday. Since President Biden took office, over 8 million jobs have been created. I mean, when you put it that way, you really you really can't feel bad about what's going on. Mm-hmm. We have 8 million more jobs than we had at this point uh, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. probably. So we're doing pretty good, you know? The economy's nothing but 
clean. Once well, your job includes 401k plan, you're, you're pretty screwed right now. But, you know, it'll get better. It'll be okay. Now, here's the deal. Um, those jobs were forced away. People forced out of the workforce, literally taken away. And then when you take off those restrictions and people come back to work, I'm getting insanely tired well, of hang people on. Not calling only, that not, job creation. Not only that, but they incentivize people to not work and actually go on unemployment mm -hmm. by increasing unemployment benefits. And making it actually more financially, more financially, 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 or financially see uh, viable for you to not work. And what did they think was going to happen with that? Now some of those benefits have gone away where you're not going to get paid to not work quite as much anymore. People are going back into the workforce, but now you get to label this as job creation, mm -hmm. job creation. I want to know how many new jobs and industries and positions that didn't exist before people were forced out of the workforce. How many we have? Honestly, I don't think the president has anything to do with either one, by the way. No, he doesn't even know what day it is right know. now. I don't think he knows what a job is. Let me, uh, let me play this video real quick, because not only that, not only are they doing great things for the economy with jobs, he's also lowered our deficit. He didn't, none of you guys, including us, realized how fiscally responsible Joe Biden was. And that's just something we didn't give him enough credit for. And mm -hmm. I, I'll take blame for that. You know, I'll take half the blame from this podcast for not giving him credit on that. Let's see what he had to say on you this. Can keep that. Let me remind you again, I reduced the federal deficit. All the talk about the deficit from my Republican friends, I love it. I reduced it $350 billion in my first year in office. And we're on track to reduce it by the end of September by another $1,500,000,000,000. The largest drop ever. I don't want to hear Republicans talk about deficits and their ultra-MAGA agenda. I want to hear about fairness. I want to hear about decency. I want to hear about helping ordinary people. Okay. I want to, I want to, hear, I want to hear about ordinary <laughs> people. I'm going to hear about Herbert. Uh, <laughs> sounds like me a few minutes ago. I understand it happens sometimes, you know. I can't make yeah. fun of him for Maybe that today. Maybe he's got a ringing in his ears. Uh, if he does, I feel bad for him because <laughs> it's about all I can hear right now. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. It's awful. Um, okay, here's the deal. This is another one of those trickster plays that they're doing right now with the jobs, the job creation, where they force people out of the workforce and they allow people to go back to work, stop paying them to not work, and people have gone back to their jobs or back to other jobs, and they call that job creation. In this case... It's not just Democrats who do that, by the way. This happens oh, on no. both sides. No, not at all. If if Now, I don't know if it were Trump continuing on into, into this term, if he would have said it in the same way, because it would be slightly more obvious that those jobs went away while he was president, and then they came back. But they probably would still be posting, look at all the jobs we created this year. They would find a way to spin it in their favor. They would. They would. Right about that. But As the, Joe says right here, fine manipulators on both sides. There, there are. Mm -hmm. Now, what they're doing this time is, in addition to destroying the workforce, they way increased the amount of money that they were spending. You know, just blew out the federal budget with all the COVID stimulus associated with paying people to not work and paying corporations to, to not do anything, stuff like that. And, and so they just blew out the federal budget. And then what's happened is those specific stimulus packages 
Well, those have happened, and a lot of it's been distributed. And now the federal budget, the amount that we're spending, is lower than the amount that we spent when Trump was in office in, in 2020, okay, because we got all those stimulus packages. So it is the case, fact check true, that the deficit for the year is lower than Trump's last year. Caveat associated with that. That would not be the case if the bills that he was pushing would have actually been passed. If the bills that Biden wanted to go through Congress actually went through Congress, he would not be able to talk about the deficit going down. The only reason he's able to talk about it is because Congress didn't pass the things that he wanted to pass. Yeah, so this is lacking context. <clears throat> yes. Thank you. We are missing context on this one. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, like, the deficit isn't actually going away. It's not like we're going to have a surplus here at all even when he says next year is going to be down by one and a half trillion dollars well that's because it was at two trillion mm -hmm. and so now like when you don't have that money to spend that congress hasn't passed well now you can say you reduced it there's still a, a when you 500 or a trillion dollar deficit but you reduced it by two trillion because now we're comparing it to the year where we spent the most money we've ever spent ever we had a literally a I don't remember the specific of $2 trillion COVID stimulus package. Yeah, we didn't have that again this year. And so that's why the deficit is going down. Yeah. Okay. So just a little bit of trickery. And, I mean, you do have to place blame on the Republicans who, I mean, Trump is the one who signed all of that money to be spent into law. So he is to blame for inflation too. Yep. Um, they, they will... Uh, they will always find a way to manipulate everyone, mm. for sure. Um, I want you Just, to read it's the... The default is your government is responsible for the current inflation that we're seeing. Regardless of what political party is in power. Amen. There you go. Um, okay. Here you go, Charlie. So that was dumb bleep number four. Let me the, make sure... Yeah. All-encompassing economy. <laughs> Charlie, uh, go ahead. Uh, you showed this to me the other day, and man, is it just good. Yeah. So, dumb bleep number five is about abortion. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, what I really hate in this whole discussion is all the straw mans that have nothing to do with the actual debate of abortion whatsoever. So uh, this person tweets, Leela Cohen tweets. It's a pretty big tweet, by the way. It had a, about 104,000 retweets when I screenshotted this this morning, 442,000 mm -hmm. likes. If it was about babies, we'd have excellent and free universal maternal care. You wouldn't be charged a cent to give birth no matter how complicated your delivery was. If it was about babies, we'd have months and months of paternal leave for everyone. Yep. So that's, yeah. So if you are in fan, if you are on the pro-life side, let's say, like you think a fetus is a human being and you think that abortion is murder, you also have to make sure that you support universal health care, maternal care, uh, birth, you have to subsidize birth. And then you also have to uh, make sure that no one who's a parent has to work for months and that the economy will just keep chugging along. Yeah. I've got, there's actually some more associated with this that I wanted to make sure I actually uh, forgot to put the rest of it in there. So let's, let's look a little bit more of it uh, because she did continue here. If, what do we got? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, if it was about babies, IVF and adoption wouldn't just be for folks with thousands and thousands of dollars to spend on expanding their families. If it's, it's not about babies, it's about punishing women 
and all people with uteruses and controlling our bodies. There you go. It's it's about punishing women and people with uteruses and controlling our bodies. Mm. So just just to just to be clear, what's actually going on right here? That's what's happening. So yeah, make sure we include yeah. people with uteruses of that aren't women. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it makes makes complete and total sense. Yeah. So I don't like the economic arguments for the abortion debate. By the way, I. I think it's a way to get away from arguing whether or not it's okay to terminate a human life, you know, to, to kill him. I think that we could talk about rights and we could talk about whether or not it's okay for people to be allowed to do this and have the discussion based on that. But what people a lot of times want to go to is, well, what these kids are going to grow up poor or whatever. They're going to end up having to be adopted and that's terrible. Remember that video from the girl that was adopted talking about, how she wished she would have been aborted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm Easy sorry for you to say. Listen, don't, no one take heed of this advice. Okay. But if you're literally like right here, I was adopted and I wish I would have been aborted instead. There's still time to solve the problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's a stupid yeah, argument. That's right. the point. That's a really mm-hmm. stupid argument. Obviously you're picking the idea that it's better for you to be here than to not be here, or you would find a way to not be here anymore. You wouldn't so, have been able to say that stupid thing. So don't make dumb arguments. Yeah. Just make better arguments, right. and you won't have to have me say stuff like that, okay? Well, and that it, like, look, all of these economic debates can be solved. I'd looked at the actual numbers. There's roughly 400,000 kids in uh, foster care in America in foster care orphanages that need to be adopted. And at any given time, so there's always about a cycle of a million families trying to adopt. So that's a little over two to one, by the way, on how many kids need to be adopted versus how many people are trying to adopt. I've seen the, of the three million before. I've, I have seen yeah. up the three million too, but I looked at the numbers uh, recently yesterday just to see. And I, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, have you adopted? I'm like, well, not yet, but I, like I hope to one day, but that's not what I'm talking about. It's not what the debate is. There are people that want to adopt right now, but it's really hard to do. Yeah. Whether or not I want to adopt doesn't matter. Like that's completely like it's a complete straw man to the argument of what abortion actually is. And then not only that, these, these same folks who just a couple weeks ago, like literally couldn't tell you what a woman is because of biology are now arguing for women's rights. And then you have idiots like this, Leela to make sure they include other people with uteruses as if anyone else besides a woman has a uterus. Yeah. Um, the other part of this tweet that's just a little bit concerning is like, well, if it were about kids, I mean, you would pay for all, you would pay for everything for my kids if you cared about that. And you know what, if you're not going to pay for everything for my kids, I should be able to kill it. There you go. Problem solved. It's just a, it's just overall about it. I don't like any of the economic sides of this argument. So let's uh let's go well, through because then a you bit can transition that into you know infants or whatever. It's like okay, at what point can we stop killing kids? Yeah, you know, like what point does it end there? It's just a bad argument, and it and it it has no bearing. You know what? I'm just like, I'm so tired of being asked these questions as if it's somehow going to change anything about the actual argument, which is whether or not a fetus is a human life. 
that's really it. That's the only debate. Are there rights that need to be p- yeah. protected? And for I'm both not parties? saying that I know the answer. I know what I believe. Like, the question is, when does that feet? When does a fetus gain the same natural rights that Joseph R. Biden talked about? That are natural, inherent, and given from God. I don't know. You want to know the the concerning answer to that? We're never going to know. We'll never know. We're never going to mm-hmm. solve the problem. I'm sorry to everyone. And There's know, a lot of problems that have clear solutions. This one does not. And to me, like my personal beliefs, and I'm going to, I'm probably going to get roasted for saying this. My personal beliefs is this is the modern day Holocaust. Mm. We have classified a human being in a certain a classification where that we can justify killing them for whatever reason we see fit, you know? And it's the same thing that they did in all the different atrocities throughout, uh, in, in communist Russia in Germany and, and Nazism, everything that they did to separate those people to justify and say it was okay to kill them is what they're doing. And we've now killed, I think, over 100 million babies that we would have had. Yeah, that would have been really expensive to have all those babies. Um, the, uh, the Another one attached to the abortion conversation, Representative Eric Fartwell is what he's known as in my mind because he did, in fact, fart on live TV, which is fine. Listen, we all do it, okay, just not on live TV. Eric Swalwell, the Republicans won't stop with banning abortion. They want to ban interracial marriage. Do you want to save that? Well, then you should probably vote. They're coming for your for your marriages next. Mm-hmm. That's the next thing that they're going to do. And for your birth control. And for everything. Okay. And, and so now we're going to play a video from Biden where he possibly alludes to a few more of these crazy, crazy things. Give me one second here. We played part of this video yesterday. And now we're going to pick up and see what else he had to say afterwards about uh, Griswold versus Connecticut there's been a loss was thought to be a bad decision by Bork on the Supreme Court now what happens if you have a state changes the law saying that 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 children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children is that is that legit under the way that the decision is written what are the next things that are going to be attacked because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history, in recent American history. Okay, just adding in a few more crazy ideas. Mm-hmm. So, a couple things. The other thing they're going to do, first off, they're going to ban interracial marriages. They're going to take LGBTQ plus IA kids, IA plus kids out of schools and got to get in there that the MAGA crowd is the most extreme political organization in in American history. He then clarifies in recent American history. And that's a very subjective, uh, arbitrary term. He could just pull whatever date that he wants to. These are just domestic terrorists, Nate. It was the most extreme organization that existed on January 6th. Specifically. We know, we know that maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, there's been some other organizations that were kind of, that were kind of crazy. Just so everyone knows, you can look them up. Yeah, I think maybe the KKK is one of them. Oof, yeah, you know, I don't know if the MAGA people are 
worse than the K. They probably are worse than the KKK, you know. Well, in modern day America. Definitely. Maybe. So this idea, the way that all these people are coming up with this is they're deciding that the, you, you no longer have a right to privacy. And I love hearing all these people from the government talk about how the Supreme Court is going after your right to privacy. Because if anyone cares the most about your right to privacy, it's people inside of the U.S. government. They're very concerned. Mm-hmm. Very concerned about that. And that is not what's going to be protecting people's interracial marriages or anything else like that. That's going to be the 14th Amendment, the Equal Protections Clause. Okay, here's a difference. If you allow uh, marriages between two white people, uh, then you would then also have to allow marriages between a white and a black person. Okay, this is not the case with abortion where you're saying, well, we allow abortions for men. We got to allow them for women. Right. Also, mm-hmm. that's not the that's not the case because now, as a, as of this week, men men don't have abortions. Only women have abortions. Okay, and so they they can't. They're only arguing on one side, which is the privacy. And they say, well, that's going to take down everything. But that's not the basis of all of those other decisions. It's actually just the equal protections clause. And equal protections doesn't apply in this case because this is a completely different situation that is not allowed for one group and and allowed for another right so that is not the situation that we're in right now and then like what if that fetus was gay (laughs) i don't know what if it was a what if it was a minority you're just trying to save uh gay yeah minorities you have no idea and the one that i that i talk about all the time too or the one that that I feel like is hard to argue out of is like, what if that, why are you not fighting for the, the female rights of that female fetus? Doesn't well, like, cause if it's female, it has a uterus too. And so like, you know, how, how can you justify, can we kill them before the uterus develops? I know that you're trying to throw all this stuff out, but it's clear that you just want to control women's bodies. And that's really all I'm hearing right now. Well, the people with uteruses bodies. Yes. Clearly. As we'll a, edit that out. As a non-uterus holding white man. Yeah. You basically can't speak. That's all I want to do. Yeah, clearly. Okay. So one more. We got a, a, a couple more things. We're still on abortion right now. This is still dumb bleep number five that we are inside of. We have two more dumb bleeps, but they've only got one thing associated with each one of them. All right. This coming from Kasim Rashid. He says, the way I see it, the Democrats controlling the Senate have three options. Abolish the filibuster and expand SCOTUS to 13. Abolish the filibuster and pass the Women's Health Protection Act, which is the most offensive act I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Or protect the filibuster and abolish democracy. It's that stark, the filibuster or our democracy. That's that's it. That's it. I love how they talk about things. It's actually like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. and it, But they blame it on the other side. Like th- this is like... At this point, I think I've gone from like, I can't believe this is happening to like, this is so funny that it's happening. Yeah. I've passed that to like, what the hell is actually going on? At this point, like, I this feel like. can't be like, I feel like I'm in a dream. I feel like I'm at a mental institution watching people through the glass right now. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me. When, like, when you I'm on can Twitter. actually like go through the glass and you can mingle. Yeah. Uh, but when I mingle with them in person, they're actually pretty normal. It's just when right. you give the mental patients phones, that's where everything goes downhill. The phones are the problem. Okay? Case in point, Trump. Twitter is the problem. That's why we need to uh, control it. Exactly. All right. So that's from, by the way, it's a bad idea to expand the court because then 
you know what's going to happen next time your guy's not in control? Just expand They're it just again. Just expand the court. Mm-hmm. Okay, and eventually the court's going to be bigger than the <laughs> in Congress. <laughs> you know, and then we'll just 10, have a 000. large group of people that were appointed by whatever whoever the president was voting on every single issue, and they're going to control everything. You have like 10,000 <laughs> Supreme Court justices. That's a terrible that's, precedent to set. So okay. Funny. All right. One more thing on abortion. This one was quickly deleted, but thank you to whoever it was in the private group for finding this and sending it over. This is from Amanda Duarte. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Blue but check mark, though. She has a blue check mark. I do wonder how these white supremacist lawmakers would feel if their little white daughters were raped and impregnated by black men. Hmm. What? You want to outlaw abortion? Just wait until your kid gets raped by a black guy. (laughs) Would you want to kill that black kid? It's an awesome take. Yeah. Awesome take. One, you're insinuating yes, what Charlie just said. Two, the first person I could think of was that a black guy was going to do it. That's great. It's, that is why this was deleted uh, when it only had 27 retweets. Like, so that, that was pretty good. Oops. That, that thought slipped out. <laughs> pretty good stuff. I hate it when that happens. What do they call that? A Freudian slip? Just a little bit of a Freudian oops. slip, I guess. Okay, I'm very... So, but by the way, though, that tells you the real agenda. I mean, <laughs> like... Well, that let your racism accidentally slip out a little yeah. bit. That's and I hate it when that happens. I'm also tired of the whole rape and incest argument. It's like, you know, no one is no one really argues that point. It's almost and none. One percent, and less you, than one percent of all abortions. It's almost none of them. It's almost like when you talk about taxes and people mention like roads and firefighters. Or they and bring stuff. up the eptoc, eptoptic pregnancies, which is basically a pregnancy in your fallopian tube that doesn't make it to the uterus um very dangerous um almost no one wants to ban that either i'm against those yeah yeah i'm gonna no one wants to ban the fact that you need to to remove uh an improper pregnancy by the way like when it comes to women's health like the actual like safety of the mother rape and incest like all the all the minority cases that they throw out that we have to protect all of them Almost no one wants to ban those. There are Not, some states that do want to still Some ban states, all that. yes, yeah. that are confused, but I would argue that you should fight that in that state. That's like Alabama and Mississippi. So like two states. Yeah. So two of them. And we all know what goes on in Alabama and Mississippi, you know. Uh, too many abortions. Yeah. Apparently. So other than that, like no one else is like wants to So I like I want to talk about like if we're going to have the conversation and the debate, like let's talk about the actual debate. Not all of these other pieces that you're throwing out there that are never never good um for it alabama did amanda i know alabama did pass a state law recently that was encompassed with their heartbeat bill that wouldn't even allow you to terminate a pregnancy if the mother was on life support so I that, saw, that wasn't good i saw one for sure that that was very extreme it was alabama i'm pretty was sure it? it was alabama okay. so i looked into that one that was pretty like ignorant on the politicians part um, which is why, again, I don't even think that we should decide this at a government level. Like, I want to convince people that abortion is bad at like a like a philosophical and like human emotion level. Like, you know, like I understand that this child is really inconvenient, but like he or she deserves a chance because they're like, why do you get to decide what they grow up to be? You know? They, they could be the next, uh, 
whatever. They could solve all the world's problems. Be the next Elon Musk. They could be the next you know? Musk. They could be the next president. Not the next president, but they could be a president. <laughs> like they could go on to create amazing things and amazing memories and families of their own. Who knows? They could be a bum. <laughs> Who knows? They could. But go, it's up to them. They could grow up to be the next Nina Jankowitz, who's the next person that we're going to mention. Now, I know this is from last week, the Disinformation Governance Board, the DGB. The head of the DGB is, uh, you know, this is an old one from TikTok, but I saw it and I said we so have... So she's to, the head of the Ministry of Truth. The Yeah. And so we, we have to cover this on Dumb Bleep, and it's a song... And I apologize. And it's a song about disinformation. And uh, like I said, I, my deepest apologies to everyone who's listening. Bumbering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. It's how you hide a little, hide a little lie. When Rudy Giuliani shared bad intel from Ukraine, or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain, they're laundering disinfo, and we really should take note and not support their lies with our wallet, voice, or vote. Oh, information laundering is really quite ferocious. It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious by saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet. So this information's origin seems likely less atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> okay that it's a real person it's not like i didn't apologize beforehand Ooh. okay i said i was sorry for playing it now that's the person she's not extreme or anything does discord have anything lower than mute <laughs> <laughs> is there a delete button for my memory um, this is the person that's going to be deciding. You did not apologize nearly enough for that. I apologized for a good you, 30 seconds before It wasn't before a him. good warning. I, I apologize, clearly. Oh. So it's a, it's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious, precocious saying, by saying them in Congress or mainstream outlet. Uh, let me see. Disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious when you say them on a mainstream outlet like that. This is the person that's going to be running the DGB. Hmm. You think she's going to be biased at all? Is there going to be any bias in that? It couldn't be. There's no, no. way. Now, Rudy Giuliani, bad intel from Ukraine. Laundering disinfo. We really should take note. Okay. I don't want to think about it anymore. Okay. It's just, it's just not good. And I just wanted to play it because it seemed extra dumb. So I thought it was worth playing. And she actually posted her own video. It yeah. Says, you can just call me the Mary Poppins of disinformation. Yep. 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 Okay. Man. The last one. That was number six. This, like the more that I'm involved in this, the more I'm like, this is just not real. Yeah. It's real, dude. This isn't, this can't be real. We got to take it, you know, it, we, we all have to realize that all the stuff we've been, we've said this before, but all the stuff that we've been talking about for a few years now and that we all worry about and we say, oh, this is going to lead to this and this is going to lead to this. It's happening. It is actually happening. And we weren't just bullshitting when we were saying that. Mm. Doing this eventually leads to this, which leads to this. And we're connecting those dots And that'll right never now. happen in America. It would never happen. It couldn't happen in the greatest country ever. I'm sure they said the same thing. I'm sure the Romans said the same thing. Yep. And they probably had them on their billboards. 
Because <laughs> Romans had billboards, by the way. Definitely. Okay. I don't know if you knew that or not. The last one here, did they have billboards? They had billboards. Yeah, that's where billboards came from. What were the, the fees? I don't remember. Probably a few shillings. Did people have to go up and like light them? They didn't have lights or anything, but... I don't know if many people were traveling at night as much, okay. unless you were a thief. Could have been a much smaller billboard, because it's not like you're crossing it from the interstate really quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like a billboard, like a small thing. Because about as the advertising time? As you're walking by. Because like in a sandals. car, you're driving by pretty quickly, but if you're walking, like you, there's a lot of time to look at that billboard. So you might pay a little bit. But the impressions were really high on they that. Probably were. Impression ratio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What else were you going to do? Could you imagine like <laughs> whorehouse? As you're walking by. 15,000 more steps on the left. <laughs> 15,000 steps. Take your first left. Divided divided Congress united. This is a dumb bleat number seven that's just got added in because it just happened. Divided Congress united and not giving a shit about workers. Mm-hmm. That is the article title, Mom. That's what it says. Okay. Yeah. From from Vice, from, from Motherboard Vice, whatever. In a rare display of bipartisanship, the Senate overwhelmingly voted to kill a non-binding pro-labor measure that would have placed safeguards on the United States Innovation and Competition Act, specifically $53 billion set aside for the semiconductor industry. The motion was introduced by Senator Bernie Sanders and would have sought to deny federal funds to union-busting firms in the industry. So they were not going to give the money to people who were trying to not have unions. Quote, The First Amendment would prevent, no, it's the amendment in the bill, not our First Amendment. The First Amendment would prevent microchip companies from receiving taxpayer assistance unless they agree to issue warrants or equity stakes to the federal government. Mm. Sanders said on the floor, so literally trying to take ownership of the corporations by sending out the money, just trying to switch a little bit from fascism over the communism, (laughs) just to, let's just tilt it that way. Quote, in Which would ad- never happen. I mean, that's not what they're trying to do. No, no, no. In addition, this amendment would also require these highly profitable companies not to buy back their own stock, not to outsource American jobs, and not to repeal existing collective bargaining agreements and to remain neutral in any union organizing effort. Mm. So you can't do anything about it. Sanders also introduced a second amendment that sought to kill the $10 billion provision to create a second human landing system for the Artemis program, a NASA effort that's trying to get astronauts to the moon sometime before we all die. Quote, the second amendment by 2024 is what the article actually says. The second amendment that I've introduced would simply eliminate the $10 billion bailout for Jeff Bezos to fly to the moon. If Mr. Bezos wants to go to the moon, good for him. He has $186 billion in personal wealth. Sanders said he became $81 billion richer during the pandemic. He's the second richest person in America. And in a given year, Mr. Bezos has paid nothing in federal income taxes. And in a given year, Mr. Bezos has paid nothing in federal income taxes. Literally a given year. Nothing. <laughs> the dude's paid nothing. Last month. Sanders spent now that this that part's are really annoying to me because he's been on this ten billion dollar bailout for Jeff Bezos and I get it Bezos is running Blue Origin but here's the problem NASA wants to send people to the moon all right so is NASA and a woman yes they got to send a man and a woman preferably just women to the moon and and the problem is 
they're not very good at doing this stuff, okay? And their own director said so. We just played the, the that thing was yesterday. yesterday. We just played it that they're that they're benefiting, saving tons of money by using these. So if they want to go, if NASA wants to put their NASA hats on and plant their NASA flag on the idea that we're going to the moon, and they decide to pay a company to build something to go to the moon, it's a bailout. That's a bailout because <laughs> Bezos should do this for NASA. For free. Take his own money. Definitely. Now, one little other issue I have with this is Blue Earth, they haven't even got to orbit yet. You give them a bunch of money to go to the moon, you know? Oh, first, how about they take like a satellite up there? Something like that. How about you take some astronauts to like the space station? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay, so at a time when over half of the people in this country live paycheck to paycheck, when more than 70 million are uninsured or underinsured, and when some 600,000 Americans are homeless, we should we really be providing a multi-billion dollar taxpayer bailout for Bezos to fuel his space hobby? I don't think so, Sanders wrote in his Guardian column. Now, here's my answer to this. No, you shouldn't be. But you know what the other problem is? We just played a clip from Sanders a few weeks ago where he said, when we get to the moon, I don't want to see a blue origin flag or a SpaceX flag on the moon. I want the American flag on the moon. God darn it. I want that flag on the moon. He went and switched to a southern accent because mm -hmm. he started sounding really nationalist at that time. So I want this gold dirt American flag on the moon. Pick one of those, Bernie. Pick one. You want to make sure that NASA is sending people to the moon? Well, if NASA does it, then we are going to pay NASA $30 billion, $40, $50 billion. $200 billion. $200 billion for them to do it. Or they're going to spend $10 billion on having Blue Origin do it. Or just say, F NASA. I don't care. Let's dissolve it, and we'll just have these companies do it, and we don't have to take taxpayer money and give, give it, it to, to them. anybody. Yeah. That would be the that. actual solution. Just don't take it from people against their will and give it to other people. Mm -hmm. But you're not going to get both of those things. All right. But the point is, Congress came together, according to Vice, this divided Congress is once again united and not giving a shit about workers. Mm -hmm. Because this uh, non-binding thing that they were going to put in here uh, was definitely going to save everything. Okay, those are the dumb bleeps of the week's. Let me tell you what they were. Chuck, will you put the numbers in for me real Looks quick? Looks like Amanda's doing, she it, doing it. Number one, the vaccine situation. Number two is the Musk Twitter continuing saga. Number three were comments on the Dave Chappelle attack, victim blaming Dave Chappelle mm -hmm. for the way he was dressed. Number four is our perfect economy, brought to us by Elizabeth Warren and Biden's decreasing of the federal deficit. Number five, our massive abortion conversation that we have with a bunch of stuff. Number six was Nina Jank from the DGB singing a little bit to us about disinformation. She's definitely going to be very, very neutral on her opinions. And number seven, Vice. Yeah, we just don't, we just don't give a hoot about the workers, clearly, mm -mm. because of what we just did. All right. Y'all get your votes in. Get your votes in. No mail-in ballots. The voting on the Discord only. So if you want to do that, then you got to go to joingml.com. Joingml.com to get past Nate's wall. Pay us six bucks a month at least. There are other options out there. You can be a real libertarian if you want to be. 
So if that's you, then go to joingmail.com and sign up and share the show with a friend, a family member, and a foe. And make sure you're subscribed at least. Those are the free things that you can do. But if you want to be part of the in crowd, we are solic- uh, soliciting votes for our Dumb Bleep of the Week, which then gets you also into Nate and Chuck Fest and then also gets you uh, into the Dumb Bleep of the Year vote. And so that's the way you do that. Joingml.com. All right, Nate. It looks like... Who's the winner? Dumb Bleep number five, the overall abortion situation taking place this week is the one that that is going to take the prize and be moved up to the Dumb Bleep of the Year tournament. I see it mainly because of Amanda Duarte, who says, I do wonder how these white supremacist lawmakers would feel if their little white daughters were raped and impregnated by black men. Therefore, we got to have abortion. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode, do all those things I already told you to do. Join gml.com, please go. Um, And if you do that, then we'll be back again on Monday. I hope you have a good weekend and a good morning liberty. (laughs) 